we have Shell from A Courageous Beauty. Shell, thanks for being on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. I wanted to bring you on uh, because you're an Instagram influencer, and I wanted the photographers out there to kind of get a little perspective on kind of the sort of the other side of the table. You know, uh, I think photographers and influencers go hand in hand. You know, maybe one needs the other. Uh, the you know, kind of a little sort of a symbiotic relationship. Um, so I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, what that's like and how photographers can have the best interactions and how, you know, each interaction is mutually beneficial and, um, just, you know, everyone has a great time and everyone kind of gets what they're looking for. So, uh, what's going to be most helpful first is to get a little context about you, uh, you know, in two to three minutes or as long as you want to go, give us a little context of who you are and what you're about. Sure. Well, hi, I'm Shell. I run a blog called A Courageous Beauty. I live in the DC area, um, <laughs> DMV area, I guess, because true DCers say DC, but if you don't, if you live right outside it, I guess you say DMV area. Um, I have been blogging about four and a half years now. And I, that led to modeling and that led, um, to, um, bigger things down the road with like digital marketing and stuff. Um, and I work with many photographers. I feel like I know a good amount of photographers here in the area because of it, which is so great. And it's been opening a ton of doors for me. Um, and yeah, like I didn't, I, I kind of just started blogging by accident. This all kind of just kind of happened by accident and, uh, it kind of fell into my lap and then started growing and, um, built a strong community here in the DMV area. And it's just been great. And now I'm able to run my own business and do it full time because of it. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about, before we get into the tactics, let's talk about your first time that you had a photo shoot uh, as, courageous, as Courageous Beauty. What did that look like? Tell me, uh, give me the whole details of, the, of your very first time getting in front of the camera. Well, what's really cool about this area is that we have DC portrait meets or DC street meets. And that is where a bunch of creatives come together and we just get creative and we work together. So there's going to be a bunch of photographers that we all meet in a location and they ask for people who would like to model. And they do um, a lot of times reach out to influencers in the area like hey if you want to come and model for us and that way we can just um, come up with different concepts and ideas and just shoot and have a good time so actually it kind of formed in that way um, through these community groups on instagram with a bunch of photographers and models and creatives just coming together and meeting everybody at the same time and having fun with it i i that was my first experience with shooting and then um, it kind of, it's kind of even how I grew, um, in the DC area through my blog, because I was all over everyone's social media pages as photographers. Um, you looked at one photographer's page. I was one of their models, you know, I looked at the other. So it kind of grew in that way. So at first it was through just these portrait meets uh, around the city. Let's talk about the day in the life of an influencer, a blogger, and this sort of need for content. Um, 
some influencers take their own photos. Some, you know, they do kind of like advanced selfies. Uh, what is your kind of strategy? And then, you know, how does that tie into hiring a photographer and needing a photographer? Yeah. So being a successful blogger, you constantly need new, fresh content to stay relevant. And um, when you're working with brands, especially, they want to see you active all the time. Be being a I used to be a photographer in the past. I, um, it was very important to me to that. My thing was high quality photos, working with high quality photographers and providing these high quality images for these brands. Um, and so from the beginning, I wanted my photography to just be absolutely to par. So I, um, at first I was actually doing it by myself with a tripod and that is really difficult. And then once I started working with, um, different photographers in the area, I found, I was like, yep, I like this much better. And I want to support these for local photographers and give them traction as well. So it just made sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it if you're a fashion blogger, you're constantly having to shoot outfits. And that's something that you really can't do on your own. If you're a food blogger or influencer, then that's different. You can do that on your own. Even if you're, um, if you're very, um, like city based and you need a lot of city shots, you might need a photographer as well. So the demand for photographers in the influencer world, yes, unless you are one of those very few people that can do an amazing job, um, doing it with just a tripod with that high quality, <laughs> uh, image, um, chances are you're going to need, you're going to need a strong community of photographers behind you and behind that blog. Now with working with brands, they, you know, they kind of create a little bit of an expectation, uh, or they kind of, they see your past work and that sets an expectation on what they're expecting. Um, is there, you know, when you're forming those deals, are you baking in a photographer into your budgets? Are you, uh, you know, I kind of, we'll jump right into business aspects of it. Like, are you, um, are you paying yourself and paying your photographer or like, how does that, how does that kind of work? Especially it depends on the collaboration. Of course, if it's a paid collaboration, either I throw that into the budget. I will say in my emails, like, um, as they can tell on my past, um, collaborations and sponsorships and photos that I do hire a professional photographer every single time. And, um, this is how much it is, including, um, what I, what I also, um, charge. So yes. So the, if it is a paid sponsorship, not everything is paid or, um, uh, some things are collaboration. Collaboration mostly means you don't get paid. Um, it's more of a, uh, like attraction kind of thing. Um, they're giving you, um, their tags and their links and you're doing the same thing so that both of you get uh, a wider audience. But when a sponsorship is this, we're talking about tax forms. We're talking about things that don't, that you might even have to pay out of pocket for. So when you're hiring a professional photographer, um, with the business side of it, that brand also needs to be paying for that. And if you, let's just say, they're not paying them directly, but I will be paying them either through Venmo or cash. I still have to tax that. I still have to put that in the tax form on W9. So yes, that is absolutely included in the sponsorship. Um, I usually like, I have a, a, a pretty good list of photographers that I know really well. And then I go to, and I know their rights. Like if I'm, and I have to be very clear 
um, is this brand allowed to repost your photos? Do they have um, access to your photos to use and the copyright to your photos to use on their website or their Etsy shop or whatever it might be? These are questions as an influencer that we have to ask and these are things that the photographer also needs to ask for the influencers. Is this company going to be using my photo for sales or for advertisement because that changes the price? Are they going to be using it for their store or their billboard or their window display? Because that's also a copyright thing and that also changes the price. They have to pay for the rights of the photography. So yes, these are things that you, especially as an influencer, have to get your ducks in a row so that when you do work for it with a photo photographer, everything is clear and cr crisp. So they know exactly what their photo is being used for. If it's just Instagram, the brand needs to know it's just Instagram. Are they allowed to repost it? Are they allowed to print it? What else, what is the expectation and what is the usage of this photo? And in this scenario, are you kind of managing the deal like that or or the photographers talking with the brand as well? Like do they? It's usually all the influencer, yes. Okay. Now I have, I have in the past worked with a photographer and everything was, you know, everything was free. It was just like an exchange. Um, it was an exchange thing for a, um, uh, like a outdoor mall. And they ended up using my photo in one of their dis display windows. It's very huge, like six foot photo of me. And I, I was like, Oh my God, no, 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 no. You have to, you can't do that. That's not my photo. Those are not my copyrights. That's the photographer. So I had to tell the photographer about it. The photographer had to send them an invoice because they used this photo, um, without really without permission. But yes, the influencers handle that. And the, also the influencers need to be on top of how business, how businesses and brands use your photos because you don't want to get in the middle of a, of a lawsuit between the photographer or the, the brand or whatever with the copyright laws. So as an influencer, we do not own those photos and the photographer and the influencer needs to have clear communication. I have worked with plenty of photographers too. that are like, Nope, you have all the rights. Here you go. That's cool. That's awesome. That means if for some reason somebody picks up this photo and it is displayed in DC, we both get credit. We both, that's, that's, um, kudos to us, you know, more traction for us, mm -hmm. but, um, it just, yeah, yeah, I would say with photographers and influencers, you just, you have to just be completely crystal clear about all of your expectations. So in a lot of times you are, you're kind of acting, it sounds like you're acting one as the client and also kind of like the manager of a business is when you are. When you're going to photographers' websites or you're going, you know, you're just kind of seeking out, feeling out like, okay, I need to add a couple of new photographers to my roster. Uh, I want some insight on what are you looking for and what are what are some good things that you're seeing out there? What are some faux pas that you're seeing, uh, you know, especially on photographers' websites and, and Instagram pages? What stands out to you and what kind of turns you off? Okay. Well, first of all, what's really nice is that I don't ever – I haven't once – um, reached out to a photographer. They've all reached out to me and I love that. It's absolutely great. And if for some reason I have a paid, let's just say they want to shoot me at the same time, I have to shoot this outfit that I'm getting paid to shoot. I will tell that photographer, Hey, I'm getting paid for this. You get this portion. And they're like, Oh, what a nice surprise. That's usually how it kind of plays out to be honest. 
Um, cause a, a lot of the creatives here are just so the community here is just so supportive. Um, so that's how it is for me. It's very, I, I, I hardly reach out to photographers. I, I, I don't think I actually have <laughs> ever, but when photographers do come to me and ask if they want to collaboration, collaborate, or they want to shoot with me since I was a photographer in the past, like I know what I'm looking for. Um, and I tend to notice that a lot of photographers do not put their best work on their Instagram or website. Um, I've even asked like some of my friends who are photographers, why aren't you putting your best work on your Instagram or your, or your website? And they're like, Oh, because I, I just feel like it, like Instagram won't favor it, or maybe it's not appealing for my website or it's not appealing to my client. And I think that's such a, a wrong perspective. And a lot of photographers have this, they're putting up photos that they think the clients want to see and what, what they like, or maybe the trendy photos, and they're not putting their best work out there. And as a client or as an influencer or whoever, we're looking for uniqueness. We're not looking for trendy photos. We're not looking for just another Pinterest photographer or whatever you want to call it. We're looking for uniqueness and quality. So I would recommend photographers show forth their best work more than anything instead of just thinking, well, what, what would the clients would, would like to see? Yes, you, of course, you can add those photos in as well, but don't don't withhold your, your, your best creative unique shots. When they're kind of organizing their portfolio on their website, how should they, you know, if they are putting their best work forward, how should they be organized? Cause there are a lot of photographers out there that do, you know, they do fashion and they do weddings and they do baby portraits. And, uh, if you go to their website and you see that kind of mix, is that confusing to you? Does it, are you looking for like a core specialty? Like you have a core focus, in a specific genre, or you're just looking for, if it's good, it's good. A lot, not a lot of photographers are great. Um, and usually photographers are good at like one specific thing, like food photography, for instance, is not the same as newborn shot. And it, like everything, um, has its own, um, lens and, and, um, like uh, strategy and everything. Like it's, it's everything um, that you shoot. It's completely, you have to learn how to shoot it. So if you can, if you have a wide spectrum of what you can shoot, yes, please display that. Cause you never know, let's as influencers speaking, you never know what opportunity is going to come about where maybe I am working for a restaurant or hotel and I need you. I'm also a mommy. What if I, I have an opportunity as a mom blogger to shoot this awesome, um, let's go crazy. Let's say Disney world is like, I need you and your daughter to come out and I need a photographer. Like you never know. <laughs> so you never know what opportunities, even as a photographer, you don't have no idea what opportunities are going to come your way because someone landed on one photo. So if you, if you are talented in many areas in photography, absolutely display it. I would categorize it though, for sure. Like maybe it's separate folders or what, however your website is built. Um, but definitely different categories, but no, I would definitely encourage photographers to display all types of photography. What is something that is a, if you go to a photographer's website or Instagram page is like a complete turnoff or just something where you're like, Nope, sorry, can't, can't work. Sorry, sorry. Nope, not today. Yes, 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 yes. As an influencer speaking, um, I don't like photographers that 
it looks like they just put filter over filter over filter or they are grain over on top of grain on top of grain. And it's like, it's so like moody photographer photography is awesome. Moody work is awesome. But when you see a photo and it looks like it has 10 different mood filters on top of it, or it's, it's just so over processed, that's a turnoff. Um, which actually leads me to, you know, also be clear about, um, if, if you're a photographer and if you really care about um, other people putting filters or editing your photos and you, you're not, you don't like that, you need to be clear about that too, as well as influencers. A lot of influencers have a um, aesthetic that they're trying to go for. Not everyone, but a lot of them. And you have to be clear um, if you want your photos as is, or if they have the opportunity to edit them or lighten them or filter them. Um, so as an, it, as for me, because I lean more to clean and white photography, I would tend to work with a photographer that shoots a little cleaner and doesn't really retouch as much. Um, I have worked with moody photographers as well, and I've incorporated that in with my blog and Instagram as well, as long as they're not too overly edited, but I don't think anybody in any scenario, likes heavy, heavy editing on any photo. Um, it's just not pleasing to the eye. Um, so that's definitely, definitely a turnoff. It's sort of the client relationship that you're kind of creating. You know, you as a client are, you know, you are setting the the standard. You're setting, you know, when you say like, okay, I have a look, this is my blog, this is my look, this is my filter. And you go to hire a photographer that um, they may not match that look or they may gravitate towards that look. How are you communicating and how how can a how can you and a photographer work best uh, trying to match that aesthetic? Because because there's the you know, there's the on the photographer side, there's like, OK, I'm the artist, you know, I, oh, I, I have my own filters. I do my own Lightroom presets and editing. And then and you're coming in telling me that I got to use your presets and your your Lightroom effects. Um, what's what's the best relationship? How do you make that as cohesive as possible? So there's no like, you know, no one feels bad on either end of, of the relationship. Because I was a photographer, like I don't believe in editing other people's work, which is why I have a, a solid five people on my top list that I can go to because their photography lines with my taste and my vision and my work. Um, and I'm going to work with them co consistently because of that. So as a photographer, my suggestion is don't reach out to the blogger because she has 60,000 followers reach out to the blogger who has the same kind of vision as you. That way you, I mean, I feel like you two are um, just even creativity wise, you guys are going to um, kind of bounce off of each other, vibe off of each other and get more creative and, and just have fun with it because you both have the same kind of vision and taste and photography. Um, I wouldn't like, if you're a moody photographer, no, don't ask the, the blogger who, who takes the same photos in front of the white wall or whatever, <laughs> a white background to do her photography, unless you're, unless you're willing to try something new and you want to try something new. I've also had photographers who shot very moody, even rainy portraits all the time. And he wanted 
to do more editorial shoots. So he said, Hey, Shell, I would like to, you know, do a few photo shoots with you, whatever you need to shoot for the blog. I'm here because I need to practice this. I need to practice this kind of editing because I'm not used to it. And, you know, let me practice on you and you can use the photos as you wish. Perfect. Um, but at, as an influencer, if I, I don't, I don't do this myself. I don't edit other people's photos. However, if you're an influencer and you are strict on your aesthetic and your presets, um, you need to be, make it clear to the photographer before you even work with them. Like before you even set a date or anything, any concept or ideas, that is something that you need to make clear to the photographer. Cause 90% of the time photographers don't want you touching their photos. Um, and I don't blame photographers. And so let's just say you're a photographer who doesn't, who doesn't care. I also have some photographers are like, you know, I trust you. I like your, I like what I see on your Instagram and blog. So I trust you, whatever you're going to do with my photos. Like I know it's going to look great. Awesome. Um, and you can, you can kind of have those guidelines. Like, you know, let me, let me edit the photos the way I think you would like them to be edited. And if you don't, maybe, maybe tell me what you didn't like about it. But, um, it's just really about communication and honestly targeting the people that kind of already have your same taste that way that these photographers don't get a headache of, Oh my God, I worked with this person. She had me editing her photos five times. Nobody needs to re-edit their photos for like, nobody needs to <laughs> re-edit their photos for anyone because that is your art. That is your, those are your photos and that is your style. But, um, yeah, I would just be cautious of the people that you are working with. And if for some reason you find yourself in an opportunity or in a position where you're working with, um, an influencer that does use the same presets over and over, um, express to them that you're not, you're just simply not okay with it. If I love those two points. You're talking about don't go for the, if you're a photographer, don't go for the influencer. That's just, that's big just for the sake of them being big, find someone that matches your vision, that matches your aesthetic. And then the other point you're talking about is communicate expectations ahead of time. What's, what are you expecting of me? What should I expect of you? And that's, those are, I think those are key points there. I think another thing too, that photographers do that kind of bug me, it's a big don't, is when they reach out to you it, it, this can go both ways. If I'm an influencer reaching out to a photographer or if I'm a photographer reaching out to an influencer, whoever reaches out to who you need to already have a concept and idea in place. You just don't go up to someone and be like, Oh, Hey, I want to work with you. Okay. So throw some ideas at me. You know, you like, if you are wanting to reach out to someone and work with them, you, you need to have already that vision in place. And that's, uh, I've gotten those comments before and those DMS before. Yes. It's just like, Hey man, love your stuff. Would love to work together. It's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, yeah, man. Sounds, sounds good. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing to go off. It's just like, yeah, like, like, Hey man, I want to, I want you to do this. I have this project. I want us to meet here or I'm thinking about doing this. And then if it is a collaboration, don't be so cl close minded with that vision. Leave, you know, leave the other 50% up to the influencer to say, you know, how do you want to contribute to this project? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you keep talking about your sort of top five, your fab five favorite photographers. Uh, how long did that take you to kind of find your top five or find your little, um, you know, I won't say retainer, but you know, you're kind of your go-to team. 
was it trial and error? Did it did it click? You know, was it magic at first sight, or did it take some time and and a little? Uh, you know, I want to know about that. Definitely trial and error. Which what was really nice again about those portrait meets that helps a lot because you could kind of see like, oh man, this photography shot photographer shot me, and man, I love his work. He sent me the photo and. Or, man, this photographer just sent me his photo from the portrait me, and I do not like it. Like, <laughs> he made me look 30 years older or whatever. So that really helped narrowing it down, too. But not even that. It's just I think it took a good solid year, to be honest, to um, work with a few photographers, even just maybe one or two times. And after the first shoot, I feel like you, you know that you guys vibed and, and you have the same kind of vision, but yeah, it took about a year to establish those relationships and through trial and error. And then also just working with them a couple of times and, um, creating, creating, um, creating a relationship really than anything mm -hmm. that way you're, you're, um, able to be, um, vocal with each other of, well, I kind of want to try this. What, how do you feel about that kind of thing? And it's like a great example is I got a phone call just a week ago from one of my photographers that I've shot twice now in the last four years. And he goes, Hey, Shell, I know that we've always shot kind of out in the wild. We've always shot outdoors. I want to do some studio work. Are you down? And like, we've always worked to, you know, go together. Do you think you would like that? I'm like, heck yes, let's go try something new. Let's go, let's go try some studio work. So, yeah. No, that's great. You're kind of like, uh, you know, developing the relationship, the relationship evolves. And then like, you're able to kind of push each other creatively. Yes. That's key. Awesome. Um, now let's go to the day of a photo shoot. You know, we're, we're out at city center in DC We've got the umbrellas suspended in the air. How do we, you know, how can photographers prep for an influencer shoot? And how are you, the influencer, prepping for a shoot? Well, I mean, beforehand, we need to have communication of how many outfits we're having and what outfit is where. If we want to change location, that needs to be that needs to be the first thing. I feel like some influencers will pull out a huge bag of clothes and the photographers looking like like their eyes are like, you know, like deers in the headlights. And they're like, oh my God, I didn't know we were shooting like 20 freaking outfits. <laughs> and then the influencer's like, well, yeah, I, like, I need content. So that is absolutely key for photographers. You know, if you only have an hour, give them an hour. If they can pull 20 looks in an hour, fine. But if you're like, you know, I have an hour, but I really want to focus on these two outfits, then be vocal about that. Um, so there, that's, that's one, um, honestly, yes, this is professional. Yes, this is a business, but don't be, don't be too serious with each other. If the photographer can kind of play some music to help the model feel a little bit more comfortable and at ease. I know with, when you're in front of a camera, like sometimes you stiffen up. So it's nice to like, I remember the first time a photographer brought a little Bluetooth speaker and he put it on while he was shooting me. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, no other photographer has done that. I was like, that is a game changer. I just felt more comfortable and loose and I was vibing to the music, which, which, uh, made me do some poses that I'd never done before because I was feeling it. And, um, that was something that, that really stuck with me. And I actually was like, I want to work with you more because of that too. And I was able to be more creative in that. And so is he. And so every time I go for a photo shoot, I try to bring my Bluetooth speaker because that was a game changer. So that's, that's something that has always stuck with me. 
Now, how much prep should the photographer do? Should they scout the location? Should they know intimately about where the light is and all that stuff? Or is it just, um, or should they just show up just like you're showing up? I guess unless it's um, some some place where you are questioning how busy it's going to be, then you need to go scout it out. I feel like I feel like you know with the internet and stuff, we don't really have to honestly anymore go by foot. Um, but like I said, if it's concern of too many people, then yes, go ahead and scout it out. Unless you have communicated with the, with the blogger, like, Hey, I'm a new art photography. Can I use you as practice? And they're cool with that. Fine. But if you haven't communicated that yet, and you're kind of iffy about the lighting because you're new, absolutely be prepared, like do your homework right before you show up. Okay. And with influencers, I, I photographers can tell influencers, hey, do me a favor at your end while I'm doing my homework. Can you please do yours? Can you know, here are some shots I pulled from the internet or through Pinterest or through Instagram. And these are kind of the poses that I would like you to accomplish. Maybe if you want to practice them in a mirror, that is absolutely okay to ask a blogger or an influencer or a model um, to, to practice poses. Okay, I'm gonna give you a big chance now to vent. What can slow down a photo shoot for you or what can just kind of put you in a funk? From what I've gathered from a lot of either models or bloggers um, and myself is if you feel uncomfortable with someone, obviously, that's the number one. That's a turn off and just leave. Like, don't even give them an explanation. Just leave. Um, but I, I have been in a situation where... Um, the photographer kind of like they kind of over exaggerated the uh, the idea and the location and everything about the shoot. So they were gonna they they said, "Hey, this is going to be on my friend's boat. We're going to be on a boat on the water. Here you go. This is the concept. If you want to do some not like." swimsuit shots but you're in beachwear you know you know with some cover-ups or whatever i want that vibe like you're on a boat awesome let's do that you get there you go to the dock the friend's not there it's just a boat sitting next to the dock and maybe you're allowed on it maybe you're not and the communication wasn't clear oh crap i guess my my friends you know my friend said that i can go on the boat but i guess we can't sell, sell it or well, I don't really need you on the boat. I want you next to it near the dock. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This went from a glamorous, like editorial kind of like shoot with with big hats and on the water to, oh, I'm sitting on a dock next to a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, So, yes, I, I would like in that scenario too, you need to kind of like prepare and scout right before the shoot and make sure everything, all your ducks are in a row. But, um, just if you are going to set the expectation high, please deliver for sure. That's a huge turnoff. Um, or if you, let's just say you're like, I want to shoot here. And then you find out the place is closed, um, completely. And you're, you're trying to figure out, last minute where we can go. I would say for photographers, always have a plan B location and communicate that with the blogger, like, especially during COVID too, let's just say like things are closed and you didn't think, um, the outdoor, 
I don't know, um, carousel would, would, would be, you would be able to, uh, shoot next to the carousel, but turns out there's a fence around it or whatever. Just have a backup plan. Um, but I mean, nothing has really turned me off like crazy except for, uh, if you're feeling really uncomfortable with someone, which I feel like photographers need to be smart with their terminology. <laughs> you know, you, you can, you don't have to be too serious because with, we want the the model to be comfortable and not stiff, but at the same time, you know, just be mindful about your terminology, still respect the client. Even if you are friends, that is still, it's still business. We're kind of touching a little bit on it about, you know, making the model feel as comfortable as possible, you know, setting the expectation that makes perfect sense. You know, if you, uh, you know, it's it's an obvious to say like a sketchy situation feels sketchy and and no one wants no one wants to be there no one's gonna be like cool I'm I'm feeling my best and I'm ready to show off who I am, um, but beyond that if it you know maybe they're maybe they're because some photographers are a little bit more introverted or they're not they're a little shy and or or maybe you're the influencer and you're intimidating you know you've got hundreds of thousands of followers or it's like there's a it's kind of, they're feeling a lot of pressure to get this right as a photographer, what are some ways to, you know, is it, is it just joking, laughing? You're talking, you know, you talk about playing music as a way to kind of loosen things up. Um, if they're, you know, cause I'm sure you've been on from the model side, you've seen photographers that are just like, okay, dude, you're not exactly comfortable with yourself or you're like the, po the direction you're giving me doesn't exactly make sense. Um, how come how can we make it as comfortable as possible so that we can get the best shot possible? So I'm, I'm probably the, the worst person to ask that just because I am such an extrovert and I can tell I'm very good at reading people. And if, when people are uncomfortable, I tend to try to like lift them up and encourage them. And I'm like extra smiley, extra bouncy, you know, just to kind of make them feel a little like, yeah, I could do this. <laughs> um, let's see when I was in one of my great, my good friend now, he's on my type top five list. His name is Shaq. It's one shot CD on Instagram. His name is Shaq. He is awesome. And we met at our, at a photo show in city center, actually. And I could tell he was nervous. I could tell he was like trying to be super professional with me. And he was just kind of stiff. And he even expressed a little bit like vocally, like, I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous. I'm intimidated. I just want to do this right. And I said, you know what? Let's, let's go grab coffee first before we do this shoot. There's a cafe right there. Let's just go get a drink real quick. And we sat there and we had a drink, but, and we kind of loosened up and I got to talk to him and laugh with him and kind of get to know him before we went straight to like shooting. Cause I could tell he was nervous. If you're all, if you're also seeing a, like as a photographer, if you're also seeing a model just being way too freaking nervous and stiff, be like, you know what? Um, let's just sit here for a second. Let me, let me like get to know you for a, a little bit before we shoot. Or, you know, you want, you want some coffee? You want to grab some coffee or like, you know, just, you don't have to go straight into shooting. And I found that that helped and his shoulders kind of relaxed a little bit. And then the shoot was so fun. And at the end of it, it was so funny at the end of it. He would take a photo and he was so relaxed. He would look at his, at his camera at the photo. And he'd be like, damn, I got it. And he, it was completely different from the beginning of the shoot to the end of the shoot. He just felt more comfortable. So, um, 
I, like I, I can, I can definitely read when someone's comfortable. And I, I guess because I'm a mama, I tend to try to <laughs> calm people down. So that was my approach on it. And, um, like I said, even, even music that, that's a, that's a, that makes a world of a difference when that photographer pulled that Bluetooth speaker out and said, Hey, you, you cool with me playing some music so we can just kind of vibe to it. I thought that was so clever. Like, I, I don't know why I never thought of it before. And our shoulders were, you know, more relaxed and, um, yeah. So just, just, you don't have to go straight into business or shooting. You can kind of, let's take some deep breaths. Let's get to know each other. Let's crack a few jokes and then we could maybe go into shooting. Let's talk about the, cause the, the outfits are part of the modeling. Of course. Yeah. If, uh, you're the model, you're bringing your own clothes or the photographer, you know, you just mentioned that they've asked you to buy clothes before or like who pays for the clothes. How, you know, tell me about that situation. Unless you kind of know someone's, um, taste and you can, you, let's just say you've been following an influencer for a while and you've kind of gotten her taste down. Um, and you, when it comes to shooting, when it comes to outfits, whatever it is, and you can, when you present a concept and an idea to them and the mood board to them, you can say, hey, I would love to shoot you in um, at this location with this color scheme. I have picked out a few outfits that I think you would like. Um, if, I don't know if you have these already in your closet or if you have something similar or if you can find something like this. But this is not my idea. What do you think? An influencer could go back and say, well, that I love that. that, that that's exactly my taste and style. Why don't I, why don't we uh, connect with a boutique or a, a brand and ask them that, and say, hey, um, this, this photographer here in the area, this local photographer wants to shoot me, this local influencer, and promote your brand. So let's, uh, let, this is the concept we have in mind. I know that your um, boutique or your store has similar style of clothes. Can, do you think you can gift us these so that we can shoot and promote your page together? Cool. I would never ask a uh, as a photographer, never, ever, ever ask them to buy clothes unless for some reason, like, um, you know, that they have connections with a brand or something that they can say, Hey, we would, we're doing this. And, you know, I have a following. We would love to do a shoot and tag you and shout you out for your clothes. Fine. That's a perfect scenario, but never, but never, ever, ever ask anybody to buy clothes. I've had a photographer say, Hey, Shell. I have this concept in mind. It's not your style, but these are the clothes that I want. I'm going to pay for them because they're not your style. Hold on to the tags, hold on to the receipts. If they're not, you know, if they're in good um, condition after we're done with this shoot, I can return them. But um, he was, he was like, I know this is not your style. So I'm going to go ahead and pay for these because this is the vision I have. And I was totally down for it. Um, did I use the photos in my personal feed? No, because they weren't my taste, but I absolutely promoted them on my story and I tagged him and I said, look at this concept that so-and-so brought up, um, go check out his page and you could see the more, more of the shoot on his Instagram or whatever. But, um, I had a photographer just recently, um, the, the studio one that I was talking to you about, he said, I would love for you to shoot in similar style, he posted four or five, um, outfits and he said, do you have anything like this hanging in your closet? And he, I said, yep, I absolutely, I actually do. And, and this, this one, um, 
dress that you pointed out. I really like that. That's really my style. So I'm going to go out of my way and buy that for the shoot because it's just, it aligns with both of us. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, it just sounds like, you know, kind of read the room a little bit. Don't make the assumption and, you know, don't assume that someone's going to pay for something that is your project. It's your project. So you should be paying for it if it's your project. I'll hit you with this one last question. Parting words, part takeaways for young photographers, new photographers who are looking to work with more influencers. If you're a new photographer wanting to work with some influencers, um, go ahead and follow them and support them. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't care what your following is. You notice when somebody is supporting you. You notice when they're consistent with liking your stuff. Like, you know it. Even if it's just watching their stories, you you can see it. And it it's awesome. And then we get curious of, like, who you are when we see that support. Um, so first of all, I would say absolutely support them and um, build a strong communication or build that community within Instagram. It's a, you know, it's all a all in our little hands and our, <laughs> our thumbs, like use that to already build a relationship and a community within, within what you have on, on the platform. And then, um, I would say if you can, if there are meetups, there's a lot of portrait meetups, um, everywhere, especially in the major cities, but, um, there's a lot of portrait meetups. They're called mul multiple things. You could just look it up um, by location. I encourage photographers to get out there for those model meets, for those photography meets, and meet people. And that's, I feel like that's a game changer for anybody who wants to be a photographer or a model or a blogger. That is such a game changer because the key to all of this, especially in your city and where you live, is a strong community. That support system is everything. If you don't have that, no, none of us would be here. Um, so you need to build that supportive community, like right now, <laughs> before you even, before you even contact them. I feel like I feel like that's that 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 goes so far, and it speaks volumes. Um, because once you you two are able to finally work together, um, both of you are excited, and both of you are more comfortable. And, um, I, I love building that communicate uh, that, that relationship with a photographer before meeting them, because it just, it, I feel like the excitement and the creativity just sparks even more and, um, the pressure is off as well. That's perfect. Well, Shell, where can we find your work? Uh, Instagram website, tell us, you know, plug away. Yeah, you can find me. Everything is a courageous beauty um, on Instagram. Please say hi. And yeah. Awesome. Well, Shell, thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Photographers, do you want to raise your prices but don't know how? Ditch your pretty Pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money. Check the boxes where the answer is yes. Are you unsure how to get those high paying clients? Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but do you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you? Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, and I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, 
but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing, we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? But I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250. Even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well I can't jump too high, I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a no, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator. I've filmed over 200 I do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. I spent my first few years out of college in La La Land, making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube, hoping something magical would happen, and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now backed into a dark corner, one that I'd never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheave my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I can get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on her business, and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. 
Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve, and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves, and instead, get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business-savvy, highly-valued creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package I have built this Perfect Wedding Package to be a step-by-step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The Perfect Wedding Package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the Perfect Package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. You'll also receive the Perfect Wedding Package Template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self. A $500 value. Bonus number one. One One-on-one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, Free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me, so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients, generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the 9 to 5 behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, 
$97 is one fiftieth of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money. Then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you'll have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked, and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business, and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the perfect wedding package includes the perfect wedding package template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. Frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.